Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out podcast. I'm your host, Ron the Gooskowsker, here with you as always. This is episode 30, if you're keeping track at home. Uh, and if you don't want to keep count, we'll always keep count for you. Episode 30, Jolan, I'm thinking the Steph Curry episode. It sounds like a pretty good number to go with. Uh, my co-host, Jolan Bioka. Jolan, welcome. Starting message, Daniel Jones, bad at football. All right, well, we're going to touch <laughs> upon that as we go through the podcast. But I want to welcome in our guest, Eric Moltner. Uh, Eric was on episode way back when, and uh, we had a lot of fun, and we wanted to bring him back. Eric, welcome. Thanks for, thanks for having me back, boys. Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, not as not as happy as the Vegas Raiders, but, uh, you know, we're going to keep it rolling here. It's been a roller coaster, but since the last time you've been in here. Yeah, they in Kansas was... City, and they lost against the Chargers. Yeah, but last time you had me here, the Yankees just got knocked out of the playoffs, like the two days before and day Oof. before. Oof. And now you have me here, and the Raiders are basically out of playoffs. <laughs> So we really uh, kicked him when he was down, yeah, didn't we? Didn't we? That was, you know what? I, I I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was very <laughs> scheduling. That's my fault. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Joel wants the scheduling guy. His fault. Uh, let's go back to last week. Uh, very average week with Nico here in the booth. He crushed me in the week picks. Uh, I probably had the worst one o'clock window in the history of NFL picks. But you just look up and down, and it was kind of a wacky day. Kansas City, the big win at Miami. What a close game that was. The Giants, did you even show up against Arizona? Uh, I know Daniel Jones is still hurt in that game. That offensive line looked like what we saw earlier in the season when they were 0-5, 1-7. All that good stuff. Tennessee rolls. Derrick Henry, another 200-yard game. Could he get to 2,000 yards? Does that help him in the MVP case? That's a discussion for a different day. Uh, Seattle got lucky. They got to play their practice squad team, uh, the New York Jets, this week. Uh, it's always nice when you get to play your own practice squad team and still have it count as a victory in the standings. Uh, you always love to see that. Green Bay wins a squeaker at Detroit. Philly, the big surprise last week. Jalen Hurts kind of coming in and uh, showing what he's made of. Uh, again, a, a tough guy in college. Jolan, I know he went to your school, Oklahoma. Boomer. Yeah. Uh, quarterbacks are bred from there. Uh, Transferred the, in, rather. but Yeah, that's true. But it, it's all. So did Baker Mayfield. Um, and Kyler, if we're talking statistics. Yeah, if we're going there. But uh, the Chargers beat Atlanta. What a gross game. Washington goes on the road to San Francisco, to Arizona. Really, that's where San Francisco's playing now. They get a road win. And they take over first place in the NFC East. And then uh, Pittsburgh laying an egg again. Buffalo, man, I, I really wish Bill's Mafia – I said this last week. I wish Bill's Mafia was at that game. That would have been a lot of fun. But the game of the week, by far, Baltimore-Cleveland. Absolutely terrific game. Both sides, Lamar with his legs, Baker – making up for that INT late in the third quarter. Uh, just so much on each side. You see the dynamic duo of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to previewing the Giants-Cleveland game this week. But, uh, Jolan, that was week 14. And uh, the the uh, not the calendar turns on, but another week is upon us, and we're getting to week 15. Let's get we us rolling. Roll, we roll into week 15, starting with the Los Angeles Chargers against the Vegas Raiders. They lost 30-27. But we move Oof. on to Saturday, 4.30 games. That's right, Saturday at 4.30. We have the 10-3 Bills at the 5-8 and eight Denver Broncos. The Bills can clinch the AFC East with a victory or a Dolphins loss, but they can also clinch just a playoff berth with a Ravens loss. The Broncos, meanwhile, will be eliminated with a loss and or a Dolphins win or Ravens win. They are projected to draft 11th in April. Molt, welcome, bro. We'll start with you. Who do you like? Saturday, 4.30 window. Bills at Broncos. A uh, really weird time. We were talking earlier with the 4:30 game here. I almost think this could be a trap game for the Bills after coming off that big win, playing a day earlier on Saturday. 
Uh, but the Broncos, I don't think, are good enough. Drew Locke, I don't think, has the juice to beat the Bills. So I think the Bills clinch a uh, playoff spot and soon to clinch that division for the first time in probably 100 years. Yeah, first time since 1995. That would be that would be before I was born, of course. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo in this game. I like the way Josh Allen's been playing. Uh, again, we're going to see when it matters the most. This game doesn't seem to matter the most. So I like Josh Allen to play well. And, uh, you know, it could be an emotional roller coaster. I, I agree with that. But Denver, Drew Locke's just been so inconsistent. Uh, you know this more than I do being in the AFC West. But, uh, I, yeah, give me, give in the battle of inconsistent quarterbacks, give me Josh Allen in this one. We'll move on to another weird time. Saturday, 8.15 p.m., the 4-9 Panthers take on the 10-3 and Packers. The Packers have clinched the NFC North, and FBI gives them a 59% chance of securing the number one seed and home field advantage to the AF- NFC. Rather, The chances would improve to 71% with the victory or fall to 23% with the loss, independent of other outcomes. The Panthers can be eliminated from playoff contention this weekend with a loss or wins by the Cardinals or Bears, Perhaps of more interest to Carolina fans, they have a 28.7% chance to move up in the top five of the drafts from their current number seven projected spot. Goose, we'll start with you. A lot to digest with playoff pictures. Who do you like in this week's matchup? Yeah, anytime you start talking percentages about going into the top five in the draft, usually not looking at, <laughs> at a bright spot. I like, I, I've mentioned this before. I like Matt Rule. That's why I picked them last week. They let me down, of course. I'm going to take Green Bay in this game. Green Bay's at home. They're in, you know, it's December. Aaron Rodgers is starting to get ready for this postseason run, and I think this team needs a game like this, kind of, kind of get ready again. Detroit last week, division game, always kind of gets sloppy a little bit. Always a much closer game than you need. I think this is this is one where they kind of uh, cleanse the team per se and, and get a big win against Carolina. Word of the day is cleanse. We'll get to that later. Mo, who do you like here? Saturday night matchup. Uh, Packers easy. I think this becomes Aaron Rodgers MVP race. They, they basically had the playoffs clinched up over there in Green Bay. I think starting now is when he starts uh, putting up those four touchdown, three hundred yard games, and really starts to threaten Mahomes for the MVP if it's possible. Now you're a betting man. Do you like Green Bay minus nine? Uh, I love it actually. Yeah, like I'm saying, I think Rodgers is going to throw four touchdowns. Uh, the Panthers, with McCaffrey, this is doubtful again this week. Uh, they're giving up, I think. It's tough to play football out in Green Bay, which is probably going to be 18 degrees or something like that out there. Bad team going against a good team. It gets ugly quick. We move into Sunday, back at the normal times for the 1 p.m. time slot. We have the 8-5 and five Buccaneers at the 4-9 and nine Falcons. It's unlikely, but the Buccaneers can f- uh, clinch a playoff berth this weekend. They need to win, but they also need to tie in the Bears-Vikings game. They have a 97% chance to make the playoffs at this point whereas the Falcons are eliminated and look to jump from their number six current spot projected in the draft into the top five. That gives them only a 36%, 36.4% chance to jump into there. Goose, who do you like in this week's matchup? Bucks at Falcons, playoffs versus no playoffs. I got to tell you, a little bit harder of a matchup than many think. I think this is this is prime suspect for your upset of the week. I don't see it. I think I think Tampa Bay, again, uh, what I, whatever's going on down there, Tom Brady's got to have a sense of urgency right now, and if he wants his team rolling come playoff time, this is a game indoors. There's no weather. There's no factor like that. You're playing against a crappy team. You really need to bolster your resume here. Go out, have one of those vintage games, 325 yards, three touchdowns, something like that. I, I think this team needs that going into the postseason, and I think they get it this weekend. But, again, Atlanta puts up much more of a fight than I think uh, if this was a non-divisional matchup. Mo, who do you like in Atlanta? I agree. I like the Bucks here as well. I think the Falcons look a lot better since firing our head coach. 
But I think the Falcons have to worry about more of the offseason. What's going on there? Do they move on from Matt Ryan? What do you do with Julio Jones? Uh, yeah, I don't see them really putting up a, too close of a fight here. And it's interesting now because Matt Ryan's at the back end of his career. You could say that healthily. Like, he's at yeah. the back end of his career. And there's so many quarterbacks now raise you questions that maybe the Falcons do want to start losing games. Maybe there is time to move on and head for the future. But right now we're in the present, and the 9-4 and four Seahawks take on the 6-7 and seven Washington football team with a lot of playoff implications here. Win, and they're in for the Seattle Seahawks this weekend, but Washington can't clinch the NFC East or a playoff spot. Has a 68.6% chance to do so, and hasn't reached the playoffs since 2015. They're obviously in a super tight race in the NFC East because everybody's bad. Everyone's under 500. Moult, we'll start with you here. Washington Seahawks in Washington. Who do you like? Uh, that the football team, as we call them now, they're a, their D line is crazy good. WFT. Everyone keeps talking about them, but I think they're better than what people are even saying about them. They get after the quarterback. They force turnovers. But uh, I don't see them beating the Seahawks. The Seahawks have a big game here. That division's tight. They have to start playing better football. Russell Wilson's been turning the ball over a lot the last couple of weeks. I think this is his, uh, I don't want to say prove it game, because we all know who Russell Wilson is. But just a reminder of how great he really is. I don't think he turns it over um, on Sunday. And I see Seattle uh, winning that football game. And he has been throwing himself out of the MVP race, you could yes. say. Goose, who do you like? Yeah, this uh, this could very well be a 17-9 to type game. One of those low-scoring games because of that front seven. Like you, uh, like you mentioned, Molt, uh, that they're really, really good. Chase Young is only getting better, which is crazy when you think about the prospect he came into the league as. Uh, big problem. No Alex Smith this weekend. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to be in there. I, I, I like Seattle in this game. I really do. I, I, I don't think I, this offense isn't really that explosive. Now, again, a lot of it is premised on can you get the ball to Terry McLaurin? Can you get the ball to Antonio Gibson and, and J.D. McKissick out of the backfield? That's those, those are really your big question marks. Gibson's questionable. Correct. So that doesn't that doesn't help at all. <laughs> Uh, that I, you're actually proving my point more. I like Seattle in this game. I, I like DK Metcalf to have a good game. Uh, maybe Tyler Lockett if they try to play a little more zone than normal, but uh, give me Seattle on the road. We move on to a battle of the AFC East. We have the 6-7 and seven Patriots at the 8-5 and five Dolphins. The Patriots could be eliminated from playoffs with a loss this weekend, which could end a streak of 11 straight seasons with a postseason appearance. They are projected to pick 16th in the draft, with a 1.9% chance to move in the top 10 per FPI. In a role reversal, the Dolphins have a 30.2% chance to see some playoff football this season. Goose, we'll start with you, AFC East. Normally this late in December, it's the Patriots who are heading to the playoffs. The Dolphins picking the top 10. Who do you like now? Yeah, think about this for a second. Their streak got broken this year of 11 consecutive AFC East titles, which is ridiculous. The, the even crazier stat is, since 2002... They haven't had a season with less than 10 wins. They're going to have one this year. That's just an 18 consecutive seasons. It's just unreal what they've been able to do. I like Miami in this game, though, because Miami has been the house of horrors for those Patriot teams for years upon years upon years. It's, for whatever reason, hard for them to play down there. Uh, this Miami team, too, you look, they hung with Kansas City last week. They hung tough with them. And that defense, they could really get after you. Uh, Xavier Howard, um, and I'm, free, I'm blanking Byron on Byron Jones. Byron you know, Jones. All, all those guys. Van Noy. I, I really like what they're doing, and I think they pick up a win this week. And unfortunately for the Patriots, you really got to start looking to draft time. 
Oh, who do you like? Is Cam actually, Newton on his way out too? I think Cam Newton is on his way out, but I'm actually flipping on Goose here, our first uh, undecided game here. I'm taking the Patriots. I think this is Bill Belichick's Super Bowl. He can spoil the <laughs> Dolphins' uh, playoff hopes because a, a loss here really hurts the Dolphins. Um, I think he's going to game plan better, especially because he got embarrassed last week on uh, national television. And I like the Patriots here. I think they will at least finish 8-8. Eight and eight. And I th- wouldn't be surprised if you get a 9-7 and seven out of the Patriots. We'll move forward to the 4-9 Texans at the 9-4 and four Colts. The Colts enter the weekend with an 85% chance of making the playoffs. They'll have a 95% chance with the victory Sunday, but only a 66% chance with the loss. Houston is out of the playoff race entirely, but also does not have a first-round pick for 2021. Bill O'Brien burning the ship and jumping off of it. Molt, we'll, st- we'll start with you. Who do you like this weekend? I don't think they have a pick in 2022 either, first-rounders. No, they traded two number ones away. For, for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Laramie Tunsil, they got Kenny Stills yeah. in that, who they waived. Bill O'Brien's like the Joker yeah. walking away from the hospital when he blows it up. <laughs> yeah. What an idiot. They're in trouble. But uh, is this Colt team good? They're they're going to win on Sunday, but are they good? Are they, I'm not convinced. Are they doing noise in the playoffs? Eh. First-round exit. Uh, that defense, I think their defense is good. Phillip Rivers is a loser, <laughs> but I th- they're going to win on Sunday. The last time they played two weeks ago, I mean, it was only two weeks ago, but I think Tennessee had their, or the Texans had their entire wide receiver core then, right? Yes. Since then, they've had the suspensions. So, uh, yeah, I think the Colts win this one. It's probably going to be pretty close again. Uh, seven and a half is a lot of points the Colts are getting, but uh, I think the Colts are going to win. Does Kiki QT step up this weekend, Goose? Who do you like, Texans Yeah, Colts? that's cute. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> By the way, I got a call from Deshaun Watson asking if I wanted to play receiver this weekend. I I. I kindly declined because I'm not in shape. Um, but you're right. I think Indy wins this game. But, again, it's it, Phillip Rivers is just as inconsistent as his remembering of his kids' names, all hundred of them. It, it, it just, he's, he's he, you know, sometimes he's the savvy vet. Other times he's got a noodle arm. And other times he's the savvy vet with a noodle arm. That's the worst combination. Uh, so I just don't know which Phillip Rivers you're going to get. I think you get one that's good enough to play this weekend and win this weekend. Phillip Rivers is like the Toyota Camry of the NFL. Just always does its job, but right around December and January, it's not the most reliable vehicle. Like, just Sorry. throw them out. First we're not exit. getting a sponsorship from Toyota anytime soon. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, still, reliable vehicle. February through what? November? Great. A lot of months. A lot that's of months when there. That's when they'll sponsor us. <laughs> we'll move on to the Battle of the NFC North, the 6-7 and seven Bears at the 6-7 and seven Vikings. The winner of this game will stay in the playoff hunt, while the loser will have no better than a 5% chance of reaching the postseason. Chicago is currently looking at a 15% chance to make the playoffs, which would rise to a 36% chance of the win and fall to a 2% chance of the loss. Minnesota sitting at a 21% chance, jumping to 32 with a win and a 5% to a loss. Goose, we'll start with you. NFC North, who do you like? Yeah, I posed the same question as we posed in the last one. Is Minnesota good? Like, Justin Jefferson's electric. Adam Thielen shows up to do his job. Kirk Cousins is yeah. Uh Dalvin Cook is terrific. Is this team really good? They have Yannick on the defensive side of the ball. It, I, I just don't, I can't figure them out. That's why I'm going to take the Bears this week. I'll tell you where they went wrong. It's a fact. It's a fact. Contract to Kirk Cousins to play average football. Yeah, but even his, the team. his contract's not as bad as some other ones uh, that we've seen around the league. Regardless, I'm I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Bears this weekend. Uh, that I saw something out of Khalil Mack last week that I like, and really, I between these two teams, I really don't know who to trust. So I'm gonna take what I saw last week and uh, give me Khalil Mack getting a few sacks this weekend on good old Kirk Cousins and getting the win. I, I've written down on my sheet here. Who cares? 
Uh, this game is. <laughs> is this nope. the toilet bowl this week? It really, it probably is. Who's gonna? You do want to watch this game? They have average records. There's playoff implications. I don't think there's any toilet bowls this week. What's the like, line for this game? It's uh, minus three in Minnesota. Oh yeah, this is a to- Vegas is like yeah. Good luck betting this yeah. one. Yeah, um, it was nice to hear you say Cleo Mack and Sacks. Uh, we could probably use him over in Las Vegas right now. <laughs> uh, I miss Cleo Mack dearly, but uh, yeah, I have the Bears in this game too. But who knows? The Vikings look great, then they go and lose to the Cowboys. Dalvin Cook's probably the best back in football this year all the way around. If the Bears can somehow stop him, slow him down, I think the Bears win. But, I mean, Mitch Trubisky's their quarterback too. So, Oof. We move on to the lopsided bowl. Sunday at 1 p.m., we have the 1-12 Jaguars at the 8-5 Ravens. The Ravens have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. Oh, yeah. As their final opponents are combined 8-30-1 this season. They have a 53% chance to win out, while they currently have an 80 80- 86% chance to make the playoffs, rather. They'd be looking at 53 with a loss this weekend. The Jags, meanwhile, are rejected to take home the number two spot in the NFL draft and the contested prize of what seems to be Justin Fields. Goose, we'll start with you. Ravens need a win. Jaguars could use a loss. Yes. Who do you like? <laughs> so here's Jacksonville's chance. You got to give Lamar whatever Cleveland gave him last week. But, like, up it by four, so he's on the toilet the whole game <laughs> instead of just a couple quick. It's your only, your only chance. Uh, outside of that, Jacksonville doesn't have a hope and a prayer. They're catching a Baltimore team at a really bad time that I think they're kind of finding their way a little bit on offense. They're not completely back, but they're finding their way a little bit. Uh, bad time to catch this Baltimore Ravens team, and uh, sorry, Jacksonville. Uh, they're going to keep going. They're, they're trying to be 1-15 alongside maybe the Jets. Who knows if the Jets surprise and win a game here down the stretch, uh, which would cost them Trevor Lawrence, by the way. If you need an explanation on that, you can always call me. Uh, but uh, give me Baltimore in this game. Jaguars have an easier strength of schedule. I'll just throw it out the window of why they take the top spot over the Jets. Molt, Baltimore has a minus 13 line. Do you take them, and do you still take that line? Oh, so let me. I got you one for you. Last time I was here, I had Dolphins in the upset win, which doesn't look as good now. But it was the time. I got the Jags here for picking teams. <laughs> and here's why. Ravens, biggest win of their season. Lamar Jackson's probably the best game of his season. They're all feeling good. Gardner's playing for a roster spot somewhere else next year because they're taking a quarterback. Maybe the Giants. Uh, Lamar Jackson proves he can't throw the football. Everyone knows that now. The cat's out of the bag. You just can't make let him run the ball. And their team run the ball, and they're in trouble. I think the Jags somehow pull out a ugly like 26, 23 game. Don't even ask me on the math how to get to those numbers. But I think the Jags could shock the world here. I'm also taking that pick just so I can text Goose about it on Sunday afternoon and say I was right and you were wrong. But uh, give me the Jags here. Yeah, that'll be a text I'll wake up to uh, (laughs) as I'll likely be asleep, especially for that game. Going to need a big day from James Robinson to wake up to that one. We'll move forward. To the 5-8 Lions at the 9-4 Titans. The Titans can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a loss from the Ravens. They haven't made the playoffs in consecutive seasons since 2007-2008. The Lions will be eliminated from the playoffs with a loss to the Cardinals win. But FBI gives them a 74% chance to pick in the top 10 in the draft. So they probably benefit from a win, or a loss rather. Molt, we'll start with you. Lions, Titans, Derrick Henry. Most 200 rushing yards, two touchdown games ever. Who do you like? The Titans, I like the Titans a lot. I think the Lions are in a weird spot as a franchise. Stafford's got to go, right? That's just kind of the thing I think everyone's kind of getting there. Uh, Derek Henry, you guys, uh, Goose, you mentioned in the beginning about MVP season. I don't think a running back could win MVP, but I'm just biased. 
Um, he's having a great year though, and I think the t- I think he runs for another hundred plus game and at least one touchdown, and I think Tennessee wins kind of easy. Um, yeah. At what point do we have to question if Derrick Henry might be the goat at his peak? Like, is this season the best single season by running back we've seen? Multiple two hundred yard, two touchdown games, multiple multi touchdown games, leading the league in rushing, leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Like, at some point you're gonna be like, all right, that's six four, two hundred fifty pound guys. All right, nice. but right now you're starting a team. You taking him or Dalvin Cook? Okay, conversation over. Yeah. Yep. There it is. <laughs> that but, is a that is a great debate, but there's also you got to remember Adrian Peterson's peak year when he amassed over oh, two thousand yards and he right. came up what nine yards short of the record. And the uh, coach wouldn't was, let him run the ball for the last three plays. That was after an ACL tear too, right? Yeah, and that was like, coach. Wasn't Zimmer that the only... season after? Like, like yes. eight months after, not yeah. even a year later. Coach yeah. Zimmer didn't let him rush that ball. He is. He is. By the way, he's the last non. I think he's the last non-quarterback to win MVP. Uh, he won it back in 2012. I think that was that year. Uh, listen, the you see another fun... four touchdowns from Derrick Henry over the next three weeks. He's listen, I'm going to tell you right now. This is the game I'm going to be texting Molt about. Uh, about because we're going to be high-fiving each other because Tennessee's going to roll. <laughs> Tennessee's going to roll big. I think the only interesting part about this game is the over-under on Derrick Henry's yards this weekend. She'll probably be set at about 175, 180, and I'd probably hammer the over in this game. It, you saw what he did last week. I mean, what? I'm going against him in playoffs, uh, right? Well, I had a bye week last listen, week. I'm cold. I'm sorry to break your heart, but, uh, yeah, no, Derrick Henry's going to run all over this Detroit defense. Derrick Henry's going to run for so much, he's going to get benched after the first quarter. That's my prediction. We move on to the 5-8 49ers at the 4-9 Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers, 79% chance, and the Cowboys with a 71% chance, ended the season with the 4th and 5th highest percent chance to make the playoffs, but both now face elimination. The Cowboys will be eliminated from postseason contention with a loss or wins by Washington and Arizona. The 49ers are eliminated with a loss and a Cardinals win. It would be the second consecutive season that the Super Bowl loser failed to make the playoffs in the following season. Dallas is projected to draft 5th in April, while San Fran is 13th. Goose, we'll start with you because you hate Dallas. Who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, really, you know, tough break for San Francisco, honestly. I I, I think, you know, I get the stat about uh, Super Bowl runner-ups, not making the playoffs, whatever, all that. This year, obviously, a real big anomaly for them. They just seemingly lost everybody that mattered on that team, Uh, except for Richard Sherman, who's still playing. Regardless, it's got to be the 49ers this weekend. If you're any kind of Giant fan, I don't care whether you think the team's going to the postseason, whether you think they should be tanking for a top-five pick. It doesn't matter. You hate Dallas. I can't stand Dallas. I want them out of the playoffs as soon as possible. I don't want them disgust. I don't want them to have any joy this this Christmas holiday. So, uh, boo-hoo, Dallas. Go home with a loss. Stay home with a loss, actually. And I think the 49ers win this weekend. Mo, who do you like? Uh, Goose, this is your toilet bowl. You are asking earlier this yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. Um... This is another game, like, who cares? If you're not a Niners or a Cowboys fan, you're not watching this football game. This one is the biggest game in 1990s, Week 15. Yeah. The biggest game. <laughs> I feel bad. When the NFL scheduled this game, they were like, oh, this could be a big game, Week 15, Cowboys-Niners. This was the Sunday night game, by the way. Oh, it was? And it got flexed out for a game we'll talk about later. All Flexed out from the 820 all the way to the 1 o'clock window. <laughs> That's ultimate demotion, so absolutely toilet bowl. Seven seat. hours and a lot of time to yeah. think after the game yeah. about why you're not on. I guess I'm taking the Niners. Uh, that's a t- another tough pick. Uh, are the Niners going with the quarterback this draft, too? Or are they sticking with Jimmy? Because Jimmy G's healthy right now, right? Just not playing? Jimmy I, G might be. I don't know. He's hurt every other day. Yeah, so I think they're taking a the quarterback in the draft, too, to be honest. That defense is Trey so Lance. good. 
Um, but yeah, I got the Niners here. I kind of like Dick Mullins. I think he can kind of play football a little bit. But uh, yeah, I like the Niners. They're not taking Trey Lance, by the way. <laughs> They're not even going to be close to high enough to pick for that. Whoa, you never know. People slip. People slip all. Rogers slipped. Yeah, people slip on the floor, Joe. Rogers got you know. slipped on for Alex Smith. I'll just throw it out there and leave that out yeah, there. Yeah, and who Sam, took Alex Smith? Sam Fran. Right, thanks. So, right. End of story. Good point. We'll move on to what is my personal toilet bowl because it's bad for television. The 0 13 Jets at the 9 4 Rams. <laughs> the Rams can clinch a playoff berth with a win. Additionally, they have a 67.5% chance, rather, to take home the NFC West by the end of the season. The winless Jets have a 53% chance of losing out, which would insert the number one pick in the draft. They're currently in favorite with a 75.4% chance to have the first pick. The Jets are atrocious. Molt, we'll start with you. Jets, Rams, why the Rams? <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. ask you that. <laughs> so it's really sad to think about that the Raiders almost lost to the Jets. It's really it's crazy. The line for this game is nev- negative 17.5. Yeah, I almost the like Rams. the Jets plus 17. I don't think it's going to be a like a nice game to watch at all. But I can see the Rams kind of taking the gas, the foot off the gas a little at the end of the game. Uh, there's a couple things that come in with that too. Uh, you have Darnold going back to uh, L.A. You know, back there for the first time. And the Rams are playing the Seahawks next week, so they're definitely overlooking the Jets. I don't care what anyone says. There's no way they game plan much for this game. But uh, the Rams are going to win the game easily. But 17 points might be a lot. That's a lot of points to give up just to 11 other grown men on the other side of the football. Fair point. Goose, who do you got? Are they grown men? I could have <laughs> swore they were playing Pee Wee last week. Sam, Do- Sam Donald's a child. Yeah. So. And he sees ghosts. So I hope he says hello to Casper for us. Uh, the, this Jet team, man, really, honestly... Are they really a football team? Like, I, I, honestly, and there's talk about keeping Adam Gates. Like, this can't actually be. Is that, is that for legit? This can't be real life, right? Yeah. Like, this can't be. Those are all the memes of Extend Gates. They're working. <laughs> this, can't, this can't be a real thing, right? I mean, I get it. He's going to get you what you want in Trevor Lawrence. But, uh, yeah. What uh, happens after that? You can't get the next best quarterback right. next year. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's funny because you remember Hard Knocks with the, with the Rams this past offseason. You could just imagine Sean McVay sitting there in the film room laughing at just all this jet defense, <laughs> just what it is and what it looks like and what it's going to look like on Sunday. Uh, yeah, the Rams roll in this game. I, I, I think it's a tune-up game for that Seahawk game next week. I could definitely see it being a little bit closer, maybe a backdoor cover. But, uh, but yeah, give me the Rams. We move on to the Battle of the Birds. The 4-8-1 Eagles take on the 7-6 and Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals enter the weekend with a 56% chance of making the playoffs. They'll have a 65% chance of making the playoffs with a victory Sunday, but a 25% chance with a loss. No team has a larger potential swing of 40 percentage points plus in Week 15. The Eagles would be eliminated from playoffs with a loss and a Washington win. They enter the weekend with only a 6.5% chance of making the postseason. Those chances would jump to 18 with a win. Philadelphia is currently picking 10th in the draft. Goose, we'll start with you because another team in the NFC East you don't like? Who do you like? Yeah, bro. I'm sticking with the bird I've been my whole life. That's the Cardinals, baby. Let's roll. Absolutely. I think, listen, they picked apart whatever that Giants defense was last week. Whatever uh, Hassan Riddick looked terrific. Marcus Golden, of course, the guy we traded, looks fantastic. Give me Arizona in this game. Philly, I, I really hope you go home crying too. You once threw snowballs at Santa Claus. You will never be forgiven. I hope you get coal underneath the Christmas tree. Okay, I take that back a little bit. Regardless, take an L underneath the Christmas tree against Arizona this weekend. I think they win in the toaster in Arizona. Mo, who you got? Battle of the Birds. Yeah, the Cardinals, I think, are a pretty safe pick here. But one fun thing to talk about, since you guys are Giants fans, if the Eagles win this week, 
and the Giants don't, the Giants are basically out of the playoffs, like just about, because the Eagles have the tiebreaker over the Giants and beating them. This, the Washington football team's already a game up. So this is almost a must-win for the Cardinals if the Giants want any hope moving forward. And I think the Cardinals take care of them. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts is uh, there yet, and he's definitely not on Kyler Murray's level. And that Cardinal offense is really scary all the way around. So give me the Cardinals. We move on to our game of the week. And it's 425. We'll, we'll talk about the 8 o'clock game and why I got flexed to that position right now. But the 12-1 Chiefs take on the 10-3 Saints at 425. Playoff pictures a lot. To clinch the AFC's number one seed and home field advantage at the playoffs, the Chiefs just need a win and a loss from the Steelers and Bills. But the Saints could clinch the NFC North with a win or a Buccaneers loss. Both teams are implicated to be the number one seed for their respective divisions, or conferences rather, with a win in this game. Who do you like in the battle of the number one seed, you could put it, early on this year? And and we got some breaking news coming in earlier in the day. Drew Brees is going to play in this game. And Mike uh, Thomas is out. After his 8 million fractured ribs. Um, and, yeah, Mike Thomas is not playing. Apparently, Bart Scott said Kansas City is uh, is going to try and put those ribs on a grill and smoke them or something like that. Uh, they're going to go. Listen, they're going after Drew Brees' ribs. That's what it, basically what I'm trying to tell you. Um, <laughs> I like Kansas City. I don't know why. I, I think they're just playing good ball right now. Mahomes obviously does what Mahomes does. Yeah, I'll tell you why Mahomes. That's why you like Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, <laughs> but again, like, are they? can they get after him? I don't know. Is he going to escape? What, what's going to happen? Can Tyreek have 200 yards in the first quarter? Who knows? Uh, I just, for some reason, I like Kansas City in this game. I think their defense, there's, there's just enough, especially without Michael Thomas. I think that's a big loss. I think, you know, you could flip the script a little bit if he was playing. But uh, I like Kansas City in this game to keep on their path of clinching that number one seed. And similar what to you what you said, Malt, before about the Rams, how they can overlook the Jets to look at Seattle. I think the Saints got caught slipping last week against the Eagles. Do you think they have like a revenge game this week and come out with some fire, or who do you like? I don't. I think, Goose, the reason you like the Chiefs is because the Chiefs are the best team in football. I don't think anyone's that close to them. I'm not saying they're going to win it all this year, but I think on paper, every single week, they're the better team. Tyreek Hill just proves he's faster than everyone. It doesn't matter how far off you line up against him. Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in football. It's not even close. And Patrick Mahomes will literally be my nightmare for the next 15 to 20 years of my life. And I hate that he's as good as football as he is. But the Chiefs, they're, they're crazy good. They're like, they have a couple games that are close to people. Don't know how they lost to the Raiders or were close to the Raiders a second time. But, uh, yeah, they're not even close to anyone else. This has one of those three Super Bowls in four years type of deal. It sounds like 11 Chiefs. and 15 when I go to sleep at night. That's what I think about <laughs> That's a, that sounds like a terrible You know what's screen. crazy? That's not even like an overestimation with Mahomes being Mahomes, there. dude, won Rookie of the Year through 50 touchdowns his rookie year. The next year won MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. So he's Hall of Fame already? More than Daniel Jones ever being his whole career. But he wasn't Rookie of the Year. He was actually year two when it happened because he got benched to Alex guy, Smith. The bar, the bar is just, the bar for Daniel Jones is like here. And the, <laughs> the bar for Mahomes is way up top. Hey, man, they're within two or three years of each other. They've been playing football. Daniel Jones has actually been playing football longer than Mahomes because he only picked up a football his junior year of high school. We'll move on to Daniel Jones and the flexed 8.20 p.m. window. The 9-4 Browns take on the 5-8 and Giants. Now, there's playoff implications here. The Browns enter the weekend with an 82% chance of making the playoffs, win and becomes 95, lose and they're only down to 68% chance. The Giants are also fighting for a playoff spot and enter the weekend with only a 24% chance of winning the NFC East. A victory would help them by giving them a 41% chance 
and a loss would put them into the single digits of 9% chance. New York is currently projected to have a number 12 spot in the draft slot. Like I said, the NFC is a mess. So, if this you win game, the division, you could get the 16th pick still. This game got flexed at 8 o'clock? Yep. Why did they not flex the Chiefs' Saint game? That's I, a great question. You know what? Because the Giants are winning football you know games. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> they did this after the Giants beat Seattle. Yeah, and uh, imagine a month ago, high. I tell you a Giant game is getting flexed to primetime. Dude, I wouldn't yeah. believe it would be on primetime since my, thir- till my 30s. Especially for a Dallas game, too. It got fle- Dallas got flexed out for the Giants. Take that, Jerry. That's pretty wild. Uh, to the game now. Uh, James Bradbury's out. He's on the COVID list. Jason Garrett is tested positive. Whoa, uh, James the, uh, Bradbury tested positive? No, or close Bradbury contact? is on the COVID list. They, they did not say whether he tested positive. I think he's just a close contact. Probably. I don't even think it's related to Jason Garrett, to be completely honest. But Garrett's out as offensive coordinator. Freddie, Freddie Kitchens, he better be whipping up something good in there uh, against his old team. But this game, you think about it, it was going to be the battle of the Odell trade. Uh, obviously, the Browns with Odell, and then the Giants with Peppers and Dexter Lawrence, the pick they used. Oh, Shane Jimenez. Uh, Zeitler, yeah, X-Man, and then uh, Zeitler and Julie. Olivier uh, Vernon. And then uh, Peppers up top, too, right? Yeah, Peppers. Yeah, so that that was this game was setting up to be great. And I think with Bradbury playing, him and Jarvis would have been such a really fun matchup. Uh, the Giants don't have a corner. Uh, uh, they have one corner right now that's that's healthy enough to play. So that doesn't bode well. Uh, good news is that Baker Mayfield can be inaccurate. Uh, bad news is he looks like he's playing the best football of his NFL career leading into this week. More good news. He plays the Jets next week, and Jolan has him on his fantasy team if he goes to the finals. Right. So this game comes down to what Baker Mayfield can do because this game is really strength on strength. The Browns run the ball very well, and the Giants' defense is very good at stopping the run. Blake Martinez, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, all those guys up front in that front seven – you got to stop uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. If you have any chance, any hope and a prayer in this game, uh, no way the Giants win this game. I, I really I really believe what I saw out of Cleveland last week is a playoff team and a team that, who knows, could surprise somebody in week one of the playoffs. And uh, I, I just I can't pick the Giants this week. Jones is questionable with an ankle injury who because he, he didn't re-injure the hamstring. He injured his ankle. Now it's all this up in the air. Uh, the Giants don't have a receiver uh, that's good enough to compete, honestly, and uh, give me Cleveland in this game. Well, who do you like? All right, John, before I start, if you make the finals, you cannot start Baker Mayfield. I have Kyler Murray. All right, please saying Baker cannot start in a fantasy football finals. Well, not with money on the Against line. Against the Jets? Not with money on the line. <laughs> Second, I didn't know Bradbury wasn't playing, so that, that flips my picks. I actually like the Giants because of what you said, they stopped the run so well. And if I think if you make Baker throw the ball and he can't run the play action over and over again, I think he doesn't throws the ball very inaccurately. But no Bradbury definitely flips. I think that dude's a stud. That sign you guys had was really good. I think he's one of the top five or six corners in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, give me the, uh, the Browns without Bradbury because I don't think even with testing he can come back. If somehow he plays, give me, flip that to the Giants. We have that on record right now. But without Bradbury, give me the Browns. I think you're right. I think the Browns are pretty good. They can run the football. Uh, if they play someone in a cold uh, place in the playoffs, it's not going to be fun tackling Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt 27 times. No, and what the Giants are going to get to witness firsthand and all our fans at home are going to see, the real left tackle they should have taken in the ja- in the draft, Tedrick Wills, uh, who's been playing terrific, terrific football for Cleveland so far this year, and the Giants are going to see who they really should have taken. We move on to the Monday 8-15 game, 
In the battle of the NFC North, the 11-2 Steelers take on the 2-10-1 Bengals. We'll make this short and sweet. The Steelers on a two-game losing streak after winning 11 straight. Bengals are poor without Joe Burrow. Goose, we'll start with you. Who do you like? Yeah, just one quick thing on the game before. I forgot to mention this. Moltner, you talked about uh, nightmares going to sleep. Well, Colt McCoy and uh, Daniel Jones are going to have Miles Garrett. Uh, not only that he can sack the quarterback, but that he can bash him over the head with his helmet. That's what they're <laughs> going to sleep with every night. Uh, and that's what they're going to see on Sunday. To the Monday game. Listen, we've talked about this, Joe, on winning. You know, winning, you win two in a row. You win three. That's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Same thing happens when you lose. Can't have a losing streak. Pittsburgh's not going to, they're going to end their little two-game slide here only because they're playing Cincinnati. It's not because I think they magically fix all their problems. I think it's because they're playing Cincinnati. No Joe Burrow. But again, uh, some of the Bengals' young guys have looked pretty good. I like what T. Higgins has done this year uh, and guys like that. But uh, we'll see them next year. Pittsburgh rolls in this game. We move on to the end of week 16 and the beginning, or end of week 15, rather, in the beginning of week 16 with That's our crazy. Christmas game Friday, 12-25. We have the 6-7 and seven Vikings taking on the 10-2 and two Saints, barring a win or loss, whatever the record stand be at the end of it. Um, Saints, they're going to be rolling. Vikings, we'll see how they do this week. Who do you like in the Christmas Day matchup? And does it do numbers over the NBA? It's a fair question. Does it do? No- of course it does. NFL is king in this country, man. But Sat- Christmas Day? It, it's pretty wild. And this game's being played at 4.30. The primetime game for the NBA is being played at 8 o'clock. We know this. Uh, that's how it kind of rolls. Give me New Orleans in this game. Again, wh- in what to make of Minnesota, I don't really know. Uh, now, good news for Minnesota fans. I've picked against your team twice in their picks this week. So they're likely to win either one or both, uh, <laughs> Vegas, because I picked it both both games this past week, and you lost two, well, lost both of them. So Minnesota rejoice, uh, but I'll take New Orleans coming off a bad loss to Kansas City. I think they're going to be really angry, either Drew Brees or Taysom Hill out there, uh, because we know Jameis isn't going to play. And uh, give me New Orleans to roll at home on Christmas. Goose has the Bayou in one or two. Molt, who do you got? Just for uh, tracking records, I have the Steelers in Week 15. But uh, to the Friday game, yeah, the Saints. Uh, maybe the Vikings win this week and they have something going. And uh, it also depends. It's hard to pick this game so far in advance because this Drew Brees still walking after uh, Sunday. If Drew Brees stays healthy and the Vikings don't have a big game, I'll take the Saints. All right, that ends up our Week 15 into Week 16. Now I know there is Saturday games next week. We'll dive into that. Yeah, we'll talk more about we're, that. We're gonna have we're gonna have a cr- Christmas episode. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're obviously gonna take care of everything with our families first. Don't worry, we're not you know we're not blowing opportunities. We're not sadists, right? So we're gonna enjoy the day with our families. And we're gonna hop in and talk a little bit of uh, football ahead of next weekend. But that's gonna do it again, as you mentioned, for week fifteen headed into week sixteen. Can't believe we're here already. I'm close to clinching a five hundred record or better in my picks this year. I need two wins this weekend. Pretty safe bet. If you're going to bet, I would put heavy money on it happening. Uh, so good luck. College football, uh, big weekend ahead. Big, big weekend. Conference rematch. championships. We got the big rematch against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson. And uh, just just a lot going on. You look at these games. Friday night, you got Oregon at USC for the Pac-12 championship game. Northwestern at Ohio State gets us started. Big Ten championship on Saturday at noontime. Uh, Texas a uh, no, not Texas A&M. Oklahoma versus Iowa State. Uh-huh. What a game that's going to be. Number 10 versus number 6. Iowa State, if they win, they get a, they have a shot to get in 
to the playoffs. Whether you want to argue that's fair, whether they should or shouldn't, they are in position right now where if they win, they could be in. Well, I think it's already fair to say that the committee does not value the regular season as much as they'd want us to believe. And I don't think there's any shot that one of those teams gets into the playoff, period, no matter who wins. Oh, we're going to see. And then, again, we just mentioned Clemson-Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence this time for Clemson. It's going to be a, a real fun game. It's in Bank of America Stadium where the Carolina Panthers play. So no home crowds, no Notre Dame students storming the field again. That's not going to happen. Then in the night, you look at the nightcap. Oh, baby, Bama versus Florida. Florida costing themselves any chance at the national championship, as uh, I don't even know what his name is, threw the shoe last weekend. Just an inexcusable play late in the game. Uh, they lose in the Fog Bowl. That's what I'm calling that game. The game was ridiculously fogged out. Coastal Carolina was supposed to play the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Uh, that is not going to happen because of a positive test in the Coastal Carolina. They now share that that conference championship, which basically knocks out Coastal Carolina from any New York uh, New Year's Six bowl game. So that's a little funky right there. Uh, guys, thoughts on Notre Dame-Clemson? Obviously the big one uh, tomorrow. Moltner, I'll go to you first. Yeah, uh, so I think the line's kind of weird. Clemson's a pretty big favorite. I think Notre Dame... Uh can definitely play with them, especially last time they played. Uh, the backup was in. I'm not going to try to attempt to say his name, but uh, he played pretty well. I got a question for you, the Goose. Uh, so say Notre Dame wins. Right, right. Yeah. So Clemson now has two losses. Iowa State wins. They have two losses. And Florida beats Alabama. Correct. All right. All right. Are you taking any of those teams and putting them in? Well, we re reward that scenario. All right. So, so Notre Dame beats Clemson. So okay. now Clemson is a two loss team. Correct. And both to Notre Dame. They're one. Yeah. So Iowa State wins against Oklahoma. So they're a two-loss team. Two-loss team conference champion, yes. Yep. And Florida beats Alabama. Correct. So they're a two-loss team conference champion. Okay. So here's how the it's committee... It's 07 again. Here's how the committee would do this. The committee would... Uh, would they would put it, the SEC champion in. They would put Bama in with one loss. They will put in the five-game play team in Ohio State. And they would put in Notre Dame. Not in that order, obviously, yeah. and I don't know what the order would be. But those would be the four teams, I guarantee you, that the committee would go with. Uh, especially with what we've seen in the SEC. Florida only dropping, what, one spot last week after losing to a bad LSU team. Uh, Texas A&M's hanging up there. It's just, uh, you could see the SEC bias. So that's where I think in your scenario, I think that's where that goes. But I okay. think it's a fun game and a fun stat to know. Notre Dame is currently a 10.5-point underdog against Clemson. The last 10-0 uh, team or better to enter the game as a 10-point underdog was Notre Dame in the 2019 college football playoff. Clemson beat them 30-3 to in that game. Who, was, who started for Clemson? Trevor didn't start for Clemson last time I played no. Notre Dame, right? Oh, yeah, he did. No, he it didn't. Was last it was year. DJ. Ui Ong Ulule. Oh, yeah, no, at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, earlier this season, yes. Ui Ong Ulule. See, Joan's our pronunciation guy, <laughs> except for, like, Antetokounmpo. I take that name. Yeah. Uh, all that good stuff, but... So, fun day. Enjoy college football. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll talk about it on my radio show uh, tomorrow with Dr. Prince Bolinski from Pomflex High School. We'll dive into all of that. He's a big Notre Dame guy, so that's going to be a fun little uh, I feel like everyone in North Jersey has some ties to Notre Dame for some reason. Coastal's yeah. a sad story, too, man. They were like that team you liked watching <laughs> yeah. every uh, Saturday. Now they're ranked 12th. Oof. They don't really. I mean, Coastal Carolina that's, being top top fifteen has has ever happened. That's what I'm saying. No. The, the committee does not care about your schedule. If you play five games in your Ohio State and you have a better chance than an 11-0 Coastal Carolina, you have to ask yourself why not explain the playoff. 
Uh, money, I would love to talks. see Coastal. I would love to see Coastal dance with one of those teams. Yeah, but Coastal can't dance. With money them. walks, money talks, and money pays the bills. And yeah. Ohio State's legit. It's one thing if Ohio State like wasn't. But like, a five game legit is way different than eleven and legit. Yeah, I know. But would you really? Would you rather watch Ohio State Notre Dame or Notre Dame Coastal Carolina? I would like to see Ohio State play Coastal Carolina before they play whoever wins the Ohio, Notre Dame. Justin Clemson. Fields over on. I want a sixteen team playoff. Yeah. Uh, that would be just ridiculous. How, about, how big? 16 team. That's too big. But like an eight, that'd be cool. I, I think eight because, again, you're going to argue, well, these teams will just get blown out. Big. Cool. You end up with the same matchups you would have, plus you got those teams into and the playoff, expands their money revenue a maybe little bit. Maybe six if there's actually a big enough topic. Expands their exposure. Yeah, but then what do you go to? The NFL, like the first two get a bye and then got, they play. Uh, yeah. You know what there's I mean? Like, so there's, there's a lot of things. With eight, you can just go all five yeah. champions. And three at large. So, you and know. hopefully, like, the, the Coastal Carolinas of the world would get that in a normal year. Or even you the Iowa States so. of the world. Like, Iowa State, when was the last time they played in a big game? I don't know, but I know Oklahoma's going to run the them. The Pinstripe Bowl matter. two years yeah. ago? Is that <laughs> the biggest game <laughs> is they that, played? Is that, is that a big game? I mean, they're going to lose their head coach, so hopefully they play a big game. Uh, Who's coaching them right now? Matt Campbell. He's oh, going yeah. to go somewhere else. He might go to the Jets. Oklahoma uh, might lose their head coach, I feel bad too. for him. Lincoln Riley. Oh, Lincoln Riley, yeah. I hope he comes to the Giants in some aspect. He's going to become the official sponsor of the Lincoln. Uh, after Matthew McConaughey stops doing that. No one's taking that from him. No, uh, eventually. But uh, we move on, uh, so enjoy college football. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, winter sports in high school, uh, I don't really know what's going on. Mulder, do you have, you have anything in terms of uh, what's going on with winter sports in New Jersey at uh, the high so school level? Right now they have a date. I believe it's January 11th, somewhere right around there is the uh, hopeful start time. Uh, but, you know, it's like everything going on with COVID. You know, no one really has. We have answers till we don't have answers. I'm just hoping to get it in. And I coach basketball at the high school. I just uh, I hope we get it in for the seniors' sake. You know, it's, it'd be real sad if they couldn't get a basketball season. Yeah, in. and I, and I think it's going to be a blend of what football had to go through mm-hmm. in a hey, this team canceled. Hey, let's pick this game up in 24 hours. You know, one of those things. Uh, football obviously a little bit different. You have a full week to prepare. So actually, changing courses is a really intricate part of the game i think basketball you can kind of you know you just want guys to get on the court yeah you know you want guys to get out run run the offense do kind of do their thing so i hope for their sake again they they get it i think high school sports is the most important level to be playing uh in, in this time of covid so i hope they continue to do that moving on to baseball there hasn't been much news the mets signed james mccann the catcher from the white Sox, four years 40 million dollars steve cohen's first uh real move as the owner of the new york mets uh, and uh, I, I like the deal. I like McCann I as Cohen. a catcher. Uh, yeah, Cohen's just a savage. We've talked about this before. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what else he Ball does. Jesus. We'll see what else he does. Trevor Bauer officially is not going back to the Reds. Uh, they said they can't afford him. So uh, good luck we with can. that. Sorry, Cincinnati. But uh, you're losing a good one. Jolan, we want to end the show with nothing else but NBA basketball. NBA basketball starting Tuesday, the 22nd. The real games start Friday, the 25th. We've got Moltner in the house. Let's talk some NBA. Let's start off with the thing I want to talk about this whole episode. Kyrie Irving returns to Boston, and he's spreading dust, apparently, <laughs> according to Moltner. Let's, let's talk the about sage. it. So Kyrie was apparently uh, doing some Native American rituals. He has some Native American blood in him, and he was doing sage around the Boston Garden. And what that does is like an ethnic cleanse for things or aroma in the areas you don't want to be or have bad experiences in. What's this tell you about Kyrie? Is he as weird as everyone says? And is he real, real close to a Britney Spears-esque meltdown? <laughs> like, 
basically this is releasing the demons in, in essence uh, what it, demons he was the demon <laughs> if you've seen the movie major league he is a real life version of pedro serrano he is 100 percent pedro serrano he will likely hit a bird this season and go revive the bird while somebody while russell westbrook takes the ball and scores a game-winning layup uh that is likely to happen just as it happened in major league obviously with baseball uh the answer to your question yes he is this weird this is just Kyrie Irving. Uh, is he going to be playing normal basketball like Kyrie listen, played? the dude thought the earth was flat, that dinosaurs never existed, and that Christmas wasn't a real holiday. So if anything from here on out surprises you, I have bad news for you. To speculate, a lot of people don't believe Christmas is a real holiday. But the proceeds, the flat earth right. is way different than that. Kyrie, <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't think the earth's round either. There's a documentary <laughs> on Netflix. There are a lot of, there are surprisingly more people. And, <laughs> and the media is pawns and all this. All this, Kyrie just adds fuel to the fire. He's just a, a unique character. I'm gonna, flat that's earthers how, realize they could jump on a plane and go around the whole thing and land bro, right t- back. Netflix Beyond the Curve documentary. <laughs> Watch it, dude. It's, it's a good Listeners, one. We got documentaries for days over it's, here. It's a good one. This is completely completely <laughs> beyond our brain. I love you. Kyrie, uh, he's so weird. He is weird, and I think he showed why he signed with the Nets over the Knicks because the stuff he's doing would just be, I feel, blown up even more on the Knicks than it is the Nets, like not talking to the media. I don't even know what that is, how you're getting paid the money. He's p- getting paid, and you're supposed to be the face of a franchise. You don't want to talk to the media throwing the dust around it's just like uh it's all like a look at me i want attention type thing uh i mean if he can play basketball if he can put up 25 a night win games with kd which they should it will all go in the back back uh the car and they'll just keep driving along and there's they're supposed to be a really good basketball team this year so i mean like, kd looks phenomenal right think about what he said though the media is they're pawns aren't we all pawns of our employer isn't Kyrie a pawn of the nba they're using him to create revenue. If we want to put it like right? that, if it, like Kyrie's a pawn of America, they America watches him for entertainment. Right, not so, Sage. You know, <laughs> again, all he's got to do is show up and pull the Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined, yeah. Yeah. and he literally won't get fined. And it, you know, it'll be yeah, whatever. Great clickbait. Um, you know, he could say no comment. He could go full Bill Belichick. He could. I'm on to Cincinnati. Uh, sorry, Kyrie. There's no basketball team in Cincinnati. So pay, I'm on to Cleveland. He could say something like that. Um, but uh, again, just that a, a lot of questions. just a weird dude. We're talking about raising questions, Maltner. Uh, this story came out that Obi Toppin, the, uh, the first round pick of the New York Knicks, believes that Burger King is better than Chick Fil A. I want to get your comment wow. on 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 this. <laughs> is, that, I, is that real? <laughs> They're gonna be like so sad. <laughs> I, I think this is a very bad start to a New York tenure, although his play on the court has looked good, uh, that's a that's a very difficult take to swallow in the New York media. Uh, that's like, I actually didn't hear that coming in. I was a little afraid of what you were going to say Obi Toppin said. I thought you were going to say you believe the earth was flat too. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Obi Toppin, I believe, is the, the light at the end of the tunnel for the Knicks. I think he's something to build around. So if he wants to eat Burger King over to Chick-fil-A, uh, maybe there's is there a lot of Chick Fil A's where he's from? Maybe there's just more Burger King. He's from King. here. He's from New York. I know, but like maybe like his like little borough he was in didn't have a lot of Chick Fil A's. I don't know the Chick Fil A. That's actually a great point. Brooklyn, we have to we might have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, you know how, how many Chick Fil A's are in Brooklyn? Uh, he's a he's a Whopper guy. Can't play. Can't hate a guy for being a Whopper guy. If he eats like if he eats Burger King like chicken nuggets over Chick Fil A, then you know we'll have to have a conversation. It's the most unorthodox segment we've ever had. But I love it. This is, but it's a, it, it's an absolutely fascinating. It's a gym. Um, no, I see. I'm gonna disagree with you. The light at the end of the tunnel here for the Knicks is the day James Dolan decides 
uh, this is over oh, for yeah. me, and I'm selling. It'll never happen. I think there's, I think there's a curse beyond belief. Well, I was saying, on the franchise. I was saying the other day that the franchise is actually in trouble because their their model to make money is to tell fans we'll be bad for two to three years, and then we set ourselves up to sign the big free agent. And now that Giannis is signed. We don't know what we're going to do because there's no big more big free agents. Now <laughs> no we're just going to be bad with no more future to look at. They did it with LeBron twice. They just did it with KD and Kyrie. Mello. And they, yeah, well, we got Melo, so let's not talk about him. They did it. They were they're setting up to do it with Giannis. We were setting up to have enough cap space in two years to sign Giannis. Now there's no one there, and now we'll actually have to draft well and sign players and grow players because you can't name any of the last draft picks we've had in five years end up being good down the road. I was embarrassed about it. I know the next billboard. It's Kristaps. See? When Kristaps becomes a free agent, no, no. it's bring, bring the unicorn home. I can Stay see mellow. it now all over the New York City. Oh, it's going to be unreal. Here's my final thought on James Dolan. The problem why he'll never sell the Knicks is because no matter what he does, no matter how bad they are, he still has a New York market behind him. And people here have money. Actually, we'll find out after 2020, but people in New York City normally have money, so... Oh, they'll listen. They'll oh, yeah. still have money. They work on Wall Street. <laughs> half of them. The problem half is them are still, gone. Half of them are going to LA. The Texas. Is we'll win twenty-five games and they'll still sell out every home game. <laughs> the Garden's good I mean, for it. He's a, it's least, a social event. What you want to call him? He's not an idiot. He makes money on the Knicks, so why sell it? You know what I mean? They're worth. They're like the second or third like uh, highest valued organization in sports. One they're, of the highest franchises ever. Yeah, like, they're yeah. worth like multi, like two billion dollars or something. Uh, I mean, one can only hope he could sell the team. But, you know, I already had Al Davis die in my life, so Dolan's around for a long time. Um, real you quick, get rid of rookie owners. of the year, LaMelo looks fantastic. Who's your super early rookie of the year prediction? I mean, ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. That's all I got to say <laughs> I about love the it. rookie of the year. I love it. I but love uh, LaMelo it. Ball's a stud. I, I wished that the Knicks could have done something to get up there to get him because I think he's the best ball brother. Um, they obviously couldn't. If he could shoot the ball, I think he's like a legit superstar in the NBA. I think he passes the ball better than his brother Lonzo. And controls the court better, but yeah, I'm gonna go Obi Toppin until I have a reason not to say him. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lamelo just so we can have this little, this little fun <laughs> rivalry all all year long. The late night. Just text. my money's on Anthony Edwards, boys. Uh, and everything like that. Who do you, uh, Molt? Who do you see uh, going to the finals this year? To the finals. All right. So uh, this is gonna be. I'm not gonna say the Nets just because I can't say the Nets because I hate the Nets and they're the Knicks' little brother until I can't say that anymore. <laughs> so give me the Lakers again in the West. Definitely. I don't know about definitely. The Clippers are still gonna be good, but give me the Lakers because LeBron's a goat. And I uh, see I'm stuck here between you know the Bucks. But are they a playoff team? I don't think the Celtics are. That's not what I, I want to hear. I don't know if the Celtics have that juice to get there. We do. We just draft the what's the face. Uh, the, the Sixers are going to be good, but I have too many friends that like the Sixers. You know, give me the Bucks. Give me Giannis. Just sign that big deal. He's going to prove he's worth it, and it's just going to be tough to stop and beat him seven times. So give me Bucks, Lakers, Lakers, and six. By the way, I know Berg is listening to this. He he commented on our last time we talked about the Celtics. That was fifty four thirty that he can always come back to. <laughs> Uh, listen, Jolan, you gotta get off the Celtics thing, dude. I don't think they're good enough in the East. Yeah, they need a bigger piece, bro. I'm telling you, they need like a Kyrie. We got yeah. him, Tristan Thompson's. Oh name. wait, <laughs> oh wait, they had that kind of piece. Uh, 
Tristan Tom- his mom and dad. Tristan Thompson. That's it, period. Are you kidding? Hey, Cleveland, hated Boston. Don't loves change the subject. Are you giving me Tristan Thompson right now? He's the centerpiece to he- our championship run. No, he was the centerpiece to LeBron's championship run. He's the centerpiece to our Kardashian family, and he's the centerpiece <laughs> to the Celtics. So the cheating, uh, cheating on the Kardashian family, that's a whole different discussion. Uh, if you're putting your hopes in All Tristan Thompson, bro, your your bank account's going to run real low if you're betting on Tristan Thompson uh, to take that team over the top. I think the Lakers coming out of the West uh, eventually. I think both of those guys are settled in now. Uh, LeBron and AD, they looked. Uh, and I think, you know, again, we're going to see how COVID goes, but I, I think it becomes almost a lock if they get into a bubble again. Uh, oh, just yeah. because of what, you know, again, we, we've only had one bubble and we've seen what the Lakers were able to do. The, the depth of Schroeder, uh, Harrell, Wesley Matthews now, all those guys are getting better. Up. Just yeah. better. Uh, I really liked what they did this offseason. Uh, the Clippers should be better. Ty Lue now is their coach. Sergio Blocka coming over. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of a lot of intrigue here. Um Mo, what do you, your take on Christmas Day games? I I think this is when the season starts and this is when I'm the most jacked up about it. Like I, I, I think all these games, what do they got? Five Five in the day. Celtics Nets is one of them. Yeah, LeBron's playing yeah. the LeBron's playing the eight o'clock primetime game. To no surprise, his fifteenth Christmas Day game overall, fourteenth consecutive Christmas Day game. Kobe Bryant has that longest streak at sixteen. So inevitably, inevitably, LeBron will tie it and potentially pass it. But Mo, your thought on the Christmas Day games coming up uh, uh, lo- here in a few days? Yeah, Christmas Day is always great, especially as a, a gambler. Christmas is the one of the better holidays. You wake up, you open some presents. Next thing you know, you have basketball for the next uh, 10.30 games, so the next 12 hours of your day to basketball to watch. The Knicks used to be on uh, Christmas Day all the time. Thank God they're no longer so on much. there. Uh, the first game, Chris, is Pelicans Heat. That would be all right. But then you start to get like a lot of firepower. You know, the Warriors Bucks, are the Warriors back? Are they back to that old Steph team? Steph Curry looks healthy. Yeah, Nets Celtics being good games. Maverick Lakers, Clippers Nuggets to end it. A lot of good games. And the, what the NBA does better than I think the NFL does is they really schedule these primetime games, like Christmas games, like these are good games. You know, all all four of them, five of them are going to be really good, especially the night games just to finish it up, and I really like the way they uh, they schedule it. Yeah, games. even if it's not so much playoff implications, even if it's later on in the season, they put their superstars where they're needed for sure. Yeah, you never really get a bad 8 o'clock uh, TNT game. It's never that bad of a game. Yeah, always Even plays. then, you got Charles and Shaq uh, in the yeah. pregame, <laughs> and it makes life a little bit better. Uh, to wrap up the show, your MVP pick for this year. MVP pick Who for wins the, the MVP? Uh, so you can't pick LeBron because no one ever gives it to him anymore. Just yeah, they, they like is. legit will just not give it yeah, to him. Yeah, LeBron will average 25, 10, and 10, and it won't be good enough for some reason. Luka? Uh, Luka Magic's an interesting pick. You know is that what? Who you're riding with, Joel? I think I'm going to ride with the Luka train. I'm going to put money down on that Luka? this year. He, what, what did he take? Third in MVP last year, rookie of the year, year before? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Year three. Yeah, almost a 30 point triple double. You three, MVP. I'm going Luca. You know who I want to take out of out of the woodwork here? Give me Russell Westbrook. Oh, I could totally see that. He has a chance to average triple double again. Bradley Beal's. He has team. a chance to take that uh, Wizard team who hasn't been good in five years. So a playoff spot because the East and the bottom half of the East isn't that great. Not even that. They, he could be the top of the East if he plays the way he does. Like yeah, they could be a top easily. five, four, four, five seed. Hundred percent. And he on that roster, Bradley Beal is there to take some shots away, but he can definitely average a triple double on that team again. And uh, I mean, you could always pick an easy like AD. Why not? He could be a two. He's really good at basketball, right? <laughs> yeah, just a just a <laughs> little bit. Uh, yeah, I think oftentimes those teammates kind of cancel each other out yeah. uh, in a sense. 
I would look Dark Horse Steph Curry uh, yeah. because of what he's going to have to do to carry that team. Yeah, it's a great pick. Uh, that's, uh, I think Luka's a good pick. Uh, I like the I like the innovation of, of Westbrook. Again, it could be a whole load of guys, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the season progress. And again, the NBA this year doesn't have a scheduling buffer, remember, because we have the Olympics in Tokyo in July. So they don't really have time to bump things back. So it's going to be, it's going to be, they're going to have to do this. They're going to have to do it the right way. Just like we talked with every other sports league, they're going to have to do their job. They're going to have to wear their mask. They're going to have to quarantine. They're going to have to do all the, the testing, all that good stuff. I get tested once a week. It's not bad. The players can do it. Suck it up for a hundred million dollars. It's cool and rock and roll. So, uh, hopefully we see a great NBA season. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting nothing less. I think they will be in a bubble by the end of it again. Just uh yeah. Why the, not, right? The NFL has said they're not going to a bubble. Uh, Governor Cuomo of New York has said he has potentially looked into allowing the Bills to have fans if they make it to the postseason, uh, which would be quite the flip of the script. Uh, and and I don't I don't know how that's going to work. Lord knows the New York fans need it. We New York hates him, by the way. Like yeah. half of New York hates oh, him. Oh, Buffalo hates but like him. him. But like the less populated <laughs> areas hate him. That's how you win votes populated. right there, brothers. You, <laughs> you let Bill's Mafia go to a playoff game, and all of a sudden they'll have 40,000 more votes. Yeah, so hold on. I think, the they, I think they'll turn pretty quickly. They're going to most voters ever in election in history. It's yeah, like, what? I, for like they're going to forget a lot of what he's done. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the NHL, by the way, just, just some breaking news, 56-game schedule. They have agreed upon that between the league and the Players Association, and uh, that's that's a, a gift wrapped and a bow on top to episode 30 of the Aired Out Podcast. Uh, the, guys, this was a lot of fun. Mo, I want to thank you for joining joining us and uh, give give the people some information where to reach you on social media. Yeah, at EricM46. Uh, thanks for having me, boys. Always a lot of fun being here. Um, hopefully next time you guys ask me to come on, one of my favorite teams won't be knocked out of the playoff contention. I'm thinking Jolan might be a hex on me as a fan. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Uh, I did not do this. Actually, the Yankees won I scheduled, but yeah. this one I didn't. Well, you know, it's a hex, and uh, but it's always a lot of fun to be here, fellas. Yeah, I'm going to get on our scheduling department uh, to be a little bit better with that. Maybe after I'm the, the only next... guy in our department. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so at Jolan. Um, you can always reach me on Twitter, at Gosker56, at it, on Instagram, at Goose on the Mic. Tune in Saturdays, 12.15 to 1.30. Uh, Goose and Doc, the sports show at WTBQ, WGHT. You can find us on the radio. Uh, go to WTBQ.com. Hit listen live. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Jolan, where might the people be able to find you and the podcast? Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at GoodOldJoles. And you can follow our Instagram at AirItOut.podcast. And our Twitter at PodcastAirItOut. Any questions, compliments, concerns, or questions, you could, have, of course, reach us out at those. Everyone, uh, God bless. Uh, enjoy your holidays. Spread sage wherever you may need it. Uh, believe the earth is flat wherever you want to be. Um, uh, the dinosaurs, I'm not even going to start on that. Uh, but enjoy enjoy your holidays. Stay safe. We'll be back on Christmas. But uh, if we don't talk until, until then, enjoy your gifts. Enjoy the holiday season. And until next week, episode 31, and until week 16, Jolan. Put it in the books.